Hey guys, I'm Kira, and you're listening to Ross FM. This is my first show, Inspired Lives, and with me today I have the amazing Rachel Good, who is a beautiful classical trained singer who has recently just become part of the country music scene. Rachel, how are you? I'm great. Thank you so much, and thanks for having me on for your very first show. And best of luck. Thank you so much. <laughs> so I just want to quickly ask you. Like, when did you begin singing? What sparked your interest? What genres? Or was there any, like, musical influences you had that you just loved? Well, I grew up singing. Um, I've always been a massive fan of music and um, I suppose my parents were big influences they used to listen to such a broad range of genres like so I they used to listen to Irish folk so I always loved Irish folk um, and one of my favourite singers is Mary Black who's also an influence of mine they also used to listen to um, a lot of country music um, so again Patsy Cline would be one of my biggest influences in country music and Loretta Lynn I used to listen to them as a child and then um, my mum also loved classical music. So she had a lot of CDs and one in particular was Charlotte Church, who at the same time was kind of in or around the same age as me. I think she might have been just a little bit older. And um, so I used to listen to a lot of them and it, I used to sing along and I could hit all these notes, like really high notes. So my mum was like, you know, one minute I was singing Harper Valley PTA and the next minute I was singing Piezu. So my mum was like okay this is kind of strange she can kind of sing a bit of everything and I was only really young you know and um, so then I got sent to uh, vocal training and I was trained classically and went through my grades in singing and stuff like that then this is probably such a long-winded story but um then <laughs> then um yeah, so I I grew up singing all genres, um, but obviously I was trained classically, so that was a big focus of mine. And when I left school, uh, I wanted to be a primary school teacher, actually, and I had no Irish because I grew up in the UK. Um, and when I came back to Ireland, I was over the age. So I think when you're over the age of eight, you, you can be exempt. So I was over the age of eight, so I was exempt from Irish. So I kind of was like, what am I going to do, you know? So I said sure look I love music so maybe I'll just go and do a degree in music and I can kind of get into teaching that way you know so I went off and I did a music degree in DIT which that course is particularly very classical based so you know I, I had vocal training throughout my time there and it was very kind of we learned German leader French song operatic arias um, art song so it was all very classical based but I was I gigged as well throughout um, my degree. So um, I was kind of always gigging at the weekends and singing country music, Irish folk, pop music, like anything. Um, And I also used to be on the social dancing scene as well in country music as well. So I kind of was keeping, you know, all sides of my uh, musical loves alive, I suppose you could say. And then I finished that course and didn't really know what I wanted to do. So I went off and I did a master's in opera performance in Wales because my my singing teacher was kind of pushing me towards that saying, you know, you have what it takes and you have a fabulous voice. And I kind of said, but I don't know what it's like to be an opera singer. You know, I don't know if I like it. So I went off to Wales and I did a master's in opera performance and it was absolutely amazing. I mean, I I just grew so much, not just as a singer and a performer, but as a person. I came back from Wales with so much more confidence. Um, I'm kind of, <laughs> I suppose you could say my personality would be like an introverted extrovert. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I am quite shy, but there is this kind of bubbliness 
in there as well and yes, but confidence yeah and that's actually I think inner confidence is a thing that oftentimes is complete like at times it can be overlooked but it's really what shines through and it comes across the stage how you can connect with the audience when you're singing and performing because I think you will have something that you'd have been through and that they'll have been through and then you'll carry that across in the song. Absolutely. And you just like you walk into a room and surprise them. Yeah. It's that presence. It's Absolutely. Presence. Yeah. Absolutely. And um, I suppose, yeah, like I, I just learned so much over there and we had to do acting as part of the thing. And I remember I used to be like, oh yeah, I can get up on stage and I can sing and I can act out the song. But yeah. if you asked me to actually straight act, I would have been like, oh no, like I can't do that because I was just so embarrassed nearly and too shy do you know but he, um, when I went to that course he just totally pulled me out of my shell he was an amazing director called Martin Constantine and he just kind of I, I really pushed my boundaries you know uh, but I came back from there like just such I just learned so much and I feel like such a much more confident performer now that I've done that Um yeah, and then I worked with opera companies for a few years and I've kind of gone back onto the country scene now again, back to kind of my roots. So I'm still doing the classical stuff as well and I'm doing the country stuff as well. So it's kind of, I'm trying to keep it all alive. I don't like to be boxed, you know. I think musicians, thinking they want to put you in a box. They want to say, you are this particular genre or you are this. But I'm like, but if I can do it all and if I can do it all well, why why can't I do it all? Do you know what this I mean? Is the thing. And what's beautiful about you, Rachel, is you have both the talent but also the work ethic. Like I could see throughout the pandemic, like you were constantly adapting and changing and you were always doing something and you always kept like I often like also saw that you did style coaching. I did. So you're very expressive. And like, that's amazing because especially when you're on stage, like you want to have you want to have the, you know, it's the look, it's the voice, it's the again, the connection with the audience. And you really have all those little details. Thank you so much. And it really does come across. And you were recently on Glore Tear. Can you tell us a bit about that experience? I was. So it was on uh, TG Cahar and it's obviously a search for an Irish country star. So um, I was one of Mike Denver's contestants. So this year, the it was a little bit different. Every other year, each mentor had one contestant. But this year, each mentor had two contestants. So it was a little bit different because you were kind of competing with someone who was also had the same mentor, you know. This is the thing, and it's, it's the bond as well there. Yeah. There's, there's the professionalism. And exactly, yeah. But oh, I loved it. I mean, I just had an absolute ball. And I suppose because I released my first country single last year, it was a great uh, platform and a little bit of exposure for me, you know, yeah. um, into the industry. And, oh, I just loved every moment. I didn't want to get off the stage. Like, you could have kept me there all night. Like, I just loved it. And I was so lucky I got to the final. Um, I really didn't expect it. I mean, I didn't win. But, um, you know, these things aren't all about winning. And I mean, I've won in so many other ways. Do you know what I mean? Like the exposure it gave me, you couldn't buy that kind of exposure. I have some fantastic footage from it, you know, that I can now use on my social media platforms. Um, And I've got some opportunities already from it that are really exciting. So one in particular um, is, which I haven't announced yet, actually. So this will be the first announcement. Um, is there's a cruise and it's called the Gertrude Byrne Promotions. So it's Gertrude Byrne Cruise and yeah. it um, it's one of the biggest country cruises and it's headlined by Daniel O'Donnell, Nathan Carter, and Michael English. And That's I've been asked be to sing on that next year and it's going to Alaska. So oh. I am so excited. Like, yeah. So that's one really great opportunity that's come. What we're going to do now is we're going to take one of your songs, Coal Miner's Daughter, and we're going to let you all hear Rachel's beautiful voice. Thank you. <laughs> Now, guys, that was Coal Miner's Daughter. 
Tell me, Rachel, how did you go about selecting that song and what was the inspiration behind even just the concept of singing it? Was there any like, what was the thoughts you had in your head? What were you trying to bring across? So this was a song that I used to listen to as a child. So that's kind of one of the reasons why I chose it. Um, It's a Loretta Lynn classic. It's one of her most famous songs. So in a way, I I probably chose a song, you know, that maybe there's probably too many covers of, but... I, I just loved this song. It was one that I used to sing as a child, so it meant something to me. So that's why I wanted to choose it as my first single. And also when I went to, I recorded this in um, Bally Rose Media, actually, in Ballyforn in Roscommon with Wayne Throws. Only down the road. And <laughs> only down the road, exactly. And he's fantastic. And I went to him and I said, I want to record Coal Miner's Daughter, but I don't want it to sound like everyone else's track. I want to make it a little bit different. So I want a kind of bluegrass kind of acoustic vibe. So if you listen to the original or compared to mine, you know, they're so they're they're so different. They're like the exact same song, but the arrangement is really different. And obviously he went off and did his work. And I was like, oh, I wonder what what he's going to come back with, you know. And I was so when I heard the track, I was like, that is literally perfect you know like it's exactly what I wanted in my head I couldn't really put into words I just kind of said a bluegrass acoustic vibe but like anything could have come back but he was just like amazing yeah this is the thing isn't it it can be sometimes um it's so important to find the right people that you gel with creatively so that they can really bring what they have to the table but also meet you there absolutely yeah but he's such an he's an amazing like arranger for pieces of music he's really really good like, and it really yeah. comes across like there's a beautiful when you listen to that like I have to say Rachel you have this beautiful rich like beautiful tone and you're Thank either you born so with that or you're not <laughs> Thank <laughs> so you. you have just a stunning voice and um, we're also going to take another one of Rachel's songs in a moment Tennessee Waltz but I just want to go back um, Glortier you performed this one on Glortier as well I did so actually this was one of the first songs I sang in the first round of Glortier uh, it was the round where you had to be voted to be safe in the first el- elimination. So the judges got to choose basically one one person out of the two who would be safe. Um, and I sang this and I also sang uh, Love Sick Blues, Patsy Klein. And I, yeah, I got saved. So I was delighted. But this song, I just think is so beautiful. I actually first fell in love with Eva Cassidy's version of this song. Um, it's completely acoustic. It's just literally her and her guitar and it's so powerful but it's been covered by so many people um but i just really wanted to do it because i just this i have some sort of a connection with this song i i can't sing a song unless i really connect with it you know i wouldn't release something that i don't absolutely love um and this song i just think is so beautiful and i have to say you've done a flawless job on the vocals like thank it's just you. perfect thank you so um much. there's one other thing i wanted to ask you like you're also in the performance business of like you do weddings events and you do funerals and just tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so I've I've actually been singing at weddings. I think my first wedding I was 15 yeah. or 14 um, because I, I grew up singing at mass so people heard me there and then I got asked to sing at a wedding and I've just been singing ever since. My mum used to drive me around when I was obviously not on the road and then when I got my own car I was able to drive around the place and kind of started going further afield. Um, so I've been singing at weddings yeah for years like and I, I love them. They're such a lovely gig and it's I love the way that the music is so exposed like I really love that like and the change then from going to singing with like a full band or a full orchestra it's so different um yeah and then obviously I do I do 
events and concerts as well and now I'm trying to get back onto the country scene and um, I've got a, had a few slots lately you know like I did one with Robert Mazel in The Well and I did one with Mike Denver and they're then with full band so it's so different like it's just different all the time but I love that do you know so it's not just the same thing it's all the time it's not your 9 to 5 it's completely yeah, just exactly. <laughs> no I love it though and as I say you, you live like an inspired life yeah yeah so we're going to play Tennessee Waltz now I hope you enjoy and that was the beautiful Tennessee Waltz. Rachel, that's stunning. It's just Thank stunning. you so much. It's just, it's such a beautiful song. Like, it's so beautiful. I just really connected with it the first time I heard it and I had to record it. <laughs> I think it's beautiful because with the weddings and all the different events and connecting with people locally, I think that's what's really, I'm sure that's had an effect on you as a performer. It's shaped has it shaped your identity and how you see yourself when you perform and how you're able to connect with people? Do you mean this song or? Um, So like working with weddings and brides and for funerals and different events in the town and and locally and internationally. Do you feel like that has really helped you connect? Yeah, like I think as a performer, you know, they do like it's really true what they say experience yeah you know it definitely shapes you and you're you're always growing like as a performer you're always learning like there's no such thing as perfection and you're constantly learning as you go and I don't know like I just love doing I, I just love it so much like I can't even put it into words I feel like if singing wasn't in my life I don't know who I would be do you know and it's it's I in in one sense it's nearly sad to be defined by one particular thing, but I just feel like I connect so much with my singing and my performing, and I just love singing for people. I really do. I yeah. think uh, do you know what I think it is, Rachel? You are music. Even in your voice when you're speaking, you're talking. You're so it's there's a musical tone <laughs> quality to your voice. So I wanted to ask you about your Euro song experience because you were on the Late Late Show recently. Yes, I was. So the the month of February was crazy. I was on TV so much. Um, and yeah, it was just a crazy, crazy month. So coming out of lockdown, you know, and a time where all my live performances were gone. And then these opportunities kind of came to me and I was like, whoa, like it just felt like all my birthdays had come at once. So I was on Instagram one day and I got a message from someone to say, hi, Rachel, you know, we've come across you and we absolutely love your voice. We love your look. We love your whole vibe. Our song has got to the final of the Euro song for Ireland and, you know, it's in the final six and we think you'd be perfect for it. And they said, we know you're classically trained, but you sing country and Irish folk and our song is kind of an 80s vibe. So, but we think you're fab. We've watched your videos and, you know, whatnot. So, when I saw the message, I kind of thought, is this a scam or like, you know, because sometimes you get these random messages and you're like, is this real or is this not real? Instagram, was through it? Instagram, yeah. Yes, I, got, yeah, I wouldn't blame you for it. You would be yeah. kind of wondering. So um, I said, oh, that like amazing congratulations and, you know, for getting to the final. And I said, you know, I, I'd love to hear the song. Yeah. So I said, maybe send it to me and let me hear it and see if I can sing it and what I think. So they sent it to me and um, I was I was doing a gig that day and I was driving and I put it on as I was driving in the car and immediately like I was bopping away like <laughs> as I was driving because it it's just such a bop. 
It's like 80s. I, yeah. I love it. There's a, there's a flawless 80s vibe yeah. coming through it. And it's so funny. The, the songwriters are all from Sweden and everyone kept commenting. When it was released, everyone kept commenting saying, oh my God, this is such a bop. Bop. And that was like the word. And they were like, what does this mean, bop? Is this good or bad? <laughs> because obviously over there they don't they don't use that word, but it's such a thing in Ireland. And I was like, oh, it means like it's so dancey and like you can you know you just bop over it. away. I saw um, I know Rhea Purcell. She had her students doing the dance to it. Yeah. So when it was released, um, oh, it was actually. Do you know what? It was crazy. Like I've obviously released my two singles, but the amount of streams that this particular single has got is just crazy. And uh, like I always knew the Eurovision was massive, yeah. but. I didn't realise like how big these kind of Euro song events would be. You know, I always thought the song that wins would be the song that would be the massive hit. Yeah. But actually, Eurovision songs watch every single Euro song final Absolutely. for every single country. Like it's still being viewed. Yeah. I saw something yeah. come up on YouTube. Did someone do a video or was it Instagram or someone has a page of songs that... Yeah, so there's still pages going around and they're doing their top like 50 yeah. for the finals that didn't actually get chosen. And mine keeps prop propping up like loads so I'm like oh so it's great because people still love the song um, and I'm still getting messages and um, I got loads of like new followers because of it and yeah like it was great it was a brilliant experience in one set like at the time I was kind of like oh god you know is it going to firstly clash with Glortira because yeah. I didn't I really wanted to be on Glortira um, but it didn't clash and then I kind of thought oh god are people going to be like you know one week she's singing an 80s pop song and the next week she's singing like country it, you know, what it you is, know? It's, a, it's a testament to how how um, what's the word how talented you are that you can Thank just cross you. genre yeah and I, I do love it and in one sense I said do you know what like oh I don't really I don't really mind what people are going to think because I just, as I said, you know, at the beginning, I don't want to be put in a box. Yeah, like, absolutely. I feel like, why should you? You have one life on this earth. You know, yeah, like, absolutely. why should I be put in a box if I want to sing everything? Um, I want to create, like, I want to absorb all the musical genres that I can, you know. I, I love them all. So This is the thing. I'm just wondering, <laughs> by any chance, would you, like, sing a little bit of the chorus for anyone who hasn't heard the song? Just for the I'm bit. loving me, yeah, just a little bit because I love it. I love it. I actually have the backing track. How, yeah, triple. I think I could. I could. Um, oh no, I can't find it now. It's actually. Also, so it's it's on, it's, is it on Spotify as well for people? It's on Spotify. It's on yeah. Spotify. Yeah, it's on YouTube. It's on we were YouTube. On the Late Late Show with performing it live. Yeah, there's also a karaoke version as well okay. on YouTube because loads of people were like, "We want the karaoke," so I was like, "Okay, okay." Um, but it goes like um. So that was kind of the gist of the That's song. That's amazing. And this is the thing, like, this was not pre-rehearsed. I just literally threw it at you and you were just straight on it. Like, yeah, so I that, think that was the right key. I don't know. <laughs> no, your voice is beautiful. I just love your voice. Oh, um, thank you. Can you tell us about, like, the performance on The Late Late Show? Yeah, so... What was the, like, like had you to rehearse? Yeah, so we had loads of rehearsals, actually. Um, the lead up to it, you know, was, like, very busy. So I was up in Dublin quite a lot. And I and I went back to college, actually, last year. So I was kind of juggling college. Oh, and my trying God, to you're a workhorse. Yeah, I know. I don't know why I do it to myself, like, honestly, <laughs> you know. Um, but, yeah, um, so the rehearsals were, like, really busy. And we had to rehearse the week before, and then we have to, had to record some kind of, you know, the little bits that they show before you sing. So yeah. we kind of recorded all them little bits the week before. And yeah, like it was a busy day and night. And by the time the performance came, I was absolutely shattered. 
like between trying to get college work done and writing, you know, your boss, all my assignments <laughs> and everything. So it was really busy. But yeah. you know what? I just loved the whole experience, like, you know, getting the chance to perform on the late late. It was my first time performing for a live audience in two years. Oh my so God. that alone was amazing. That was the huge. fact that it was actually live on telly, you know, at the same time. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I loved it. It was, again, it pushed me a bit out of my comfort zone because I wouldn't class myself as a pop singer, you know? I mean, I sing pop songs when I sing at weddings and stuff like that. And I've covered wedding bands where I've sang pop songs. But if you were to ask me like what my particular, you know, style would be, I wouldn't say I was a pop singer. So it did push me out of that a bit. And I had to be kind of real sassy and diva and I got a, a little bit dancey, t- you know. I was getting a bit of a Bonnie Tyler vibe. Yeah, I loved yeah. it. People were, def- people were saying that a lot. That and was- did you choose your costume as well? So um, I had a lot of... coaching coming in here. <laughs> yeah, so there yeah. was a lot of kind of back and forth with the songwriters. Obviously, they were from Sweden. So I yeah. never got to meet them in person. It was all through Zoom. Okay. But we kind of chatted and said we thought it was kind of like metallic slash sequin vibes so we were kind of thinking either a sequin or metallic dress or a jumpsuit and I kind of said if I need to move around the stage a jumpsuit might be the best option because it's all so comfortable and you know um so yeah there (laughs) funny story I actually ordered a jumpsuit for it so they wanted silver so I ordered a jumpsuit and it came and we had a rehearsal the week before yeah and I was um, in the middle of the rehearsal and the sequins were kind of getting stuck. So my arms were getting stuck to my waist God, love you. and I was like trying to kind of pull my arm yeah. out. And then anyways, I was in the middle of a, the song and I did some big arm movement, like kind of flew my arm out and the belt came with my arm. So the belt was hanging off. So we had to stop the rehearsal. And um, yeah, so I was like, that's the end of that jumpsuit. So at least I had the rehearsal. So I ordered a different jumpsuit then for the actual night, yeah. um, which was from Pretty Little Thing. Beautiful. Um, and yeah, so that was that. was that, And I loved it. It was actually much nicer. The yeah. sequins weren't sticking. Do you know what I love? I love how you had an influence in what you get to wear. Because I think as an artist and when you're, again, going back to that, when you're styling yourself as a performer and you're finding that I, that identity identity of how you want to come across, um, you have a consistency in your style. Like you have a look. <laughs> Do you think and that's, so? Yeah, and that yeah. carries across your voice too. So yeah. I love how um, you much, very much so take control of that. Yeah, I mean, I suppose lately I, I'm wearing a lot of sequins when I perform or glitzy things, but I think it looks nice on stage, you know, and it's an excuse. You don't get to wear kind of glitzy stuff a lot you know and it's an excuse to pull them all out but no I did a I did a styling course before but before that I was always like I I, I grew up like mad into fashion you know my mum was the same I used to go shopping with my mum when I was really tiny and I would shop for the day and wouldn't be complaining like I just loved it and my mum used to bring me and put me in all these lovely outfits so I think I kind of she she thinks I have a an obsession uh, with buying clothes but I I'd say that it's actually her fault you know that she yeah. brought me up like that so um, but yeah I'm always buying clothes and I did a fashion course before and I loved that and it kind of really taught you about what to wear for your shape which I kind of already knew like I kind of know what my sh- what suits my shape and I know what I don't want well not yeah. that I don't want to wear but I know what doesn't suit me Exactly. So it was nice to have an influence and say look I don't want to wear anything too short or you know so that you can get in, like you can totally take control of your look especially for young yeah. artists as well if there's anyone listening um that's kind of wants to enter that music scene like how what would your advice be in when it comes to terms of finding your style finding your sound navigating that what would your fi- mm, your take yeah. on it be 
it's it is difficult but I think you need to stay true to yourself and yeah. don't let someone else kind of push you in a direction that you don't want to go like you will know if you're not happy you know what I mean Absolutely. like you'll know if you're not happy with that I think just keep keep practicing keep experimenting with different things you know if you're at home don't worry about cracking and all these kind of things like they're all that all means that the muscles are just working their way around things um and yeah like i i think it's hard for artists to not be put in a box and i think if they get put in a box they struggle to come out of the box <laughs> but i think be bold and be brave you know this is it. This is exactly it. Now we're going to have a little bit of music from Queen and we're going to have some Michael Jackson as well. So here's Michael Jackson with Man in the Mirror. And that was Michael Jackson, Man in the Mirror. So our next one we're going to have is a little bit of Queen. I don't know if any of you have saw um, Bohemian Rhapsody, but it is amazing. If you haven't, go watch it. Anyway, here we are, Queen. Now, guys, we're back with Rachel. Um, Rachel, you're also juggling a college degree. Tell us about that. Are you teaching? So, yeah. So I have a, a BMOS. So I have a Bachelor of Music degree from DIT. And I have a Master's in Opera Performance. And I have a postgraduate development, a postgraduate diploma in um, something. Development, professional development, that's what it's called. And then I have my fashion styling course as well. And now I've just gone back to college and I'm studying a Master's in Education to be a music secondary school teacher. And I'm doing that in UL. So the reason I went back was actually because, as I said at the start, I actually always wanted to be a teacher. Yeah. Um, because, you know, when I was young, I didn't really think there was any other way of being a singer other than being famous. You know, yes. you don't really understand the whole music yeah, industry exactly. when you're a child. Um, and then I lost all my work, you know, for the pandemic, all my live performance work. And I was I was teaching singing. But then I was like, maybe now is the right time to go back and do this course, you know, yeah. that I was always going to do. So I decided to go back, not thinking that you know, life would go back to normal so quick and that all the gigs and opportunities would come flooding back to me. Juggling, yeah. Yeah, so I'm juggling a lot. But um, I don't know, I think I work best under pressure. I like to be busy. Like if I'm sitting around twiddling my thumbs, I, I, I'm like, what do I do? Do you know? So this is the thing. And like with teaching, you've been you were teaching singing lessons as well. Or yeah, I was doing things yeah. like that. What would your teaching style would you say be? So I try to well, I kind of alter it to the student. You know, if the yeah. student tells me they don't want to do a particular style, I would never force them. But the actual, you know, foundation of classical singing would definitely be in there. So all the kind of breathing techniques, because that's a massive part. Like that's, to be honest, breathing is the answer to singing, 100%. Um, and then if you get that kind of right, you're kind of on to a winner and you can kind of alter alter your style, alter to whatever you know um so like i teach everything some students would be classical some students would be pop some love musical stuff some love country um so yeah i try to alter it to my student what i love especially because this show is inspired lives so what i love is that you're you're following all your little interests you're not putting all your eggs in one basket you're allowing yourself to be kind of free to kind of to choose between what you want to do and i love that have you any upcoming events or that we should be aware of? Any performances? Or? Yes, I have a few things coming up. Um, in the next two weeks, the Hot Country Awards are on. Um, so that's for country music. And they are on in 
um, the Sleeve Russell, I think it is, in Cavan. And I'm doing my first presenting um, little debut there. So I'll be interviewing all the big acts like Nathan Carter and Mike Denver. So I'm kind of excited slash nervous for that. Um, and then, yeah, I have a few concerts coming up. So I have one on the 16th of May in the Chouard in Moat, which is a country concert. Then I have my own headline concert in Moore Hall in Banisloe, um on the 21st of May. That's a Saturday night. And that will incorporate like lots of different genres so there should be something for everyone that night I have a full band behind me but we're doing like some full band stuff some acoustic stuff so there'll be definitely like a massive variety of music there and yeah there's a few other ones coming up as well which I can't announce yet because kind of the posters and stuff aren't out but yeah if you keep an eye on my social media pages you'll be able to see all that's coming up so for your Instagram and your social media, can you give people some kind of links there? Yes. So my Instagram is Rachel Good Sings and then my music page is Rachel Good Music. There is only one music page. Someone has actually just in the last two days created a fake page in my stop. name. Um, so it's That's my... Ma- you're famous. Oh, stop. <laughs> you're going to get loads now. Yeah. So um, my page is Rachel Good Music. Um, I think I have maybe 4,000 and something followers I'm just saying if people go and yeah, look me up that's the right page Yeah. Um, and it has loads of posts so you'll kind of know the right one I love it I love it well Rachel thank you so much for coming on thank you so much for having me you've on you've been amazing and best and of I've luck thrown all, I've thrown songs at you randomly um, can we finish off with um, a rendition of Sweet 16 oh yeah a bit of that in, in, in Irish. Irish and this is the thing she didn't do you didn't do Irish in school no I was and exempt. you just <laughs> see this is this is the musical ear this is the talent well I had to be. write it out of phonetics you know um, <laughs> so I hope I remember it now so I'll do a little bit of the chorus so it's um, that was absolutely stunning thank, thank you, you so much Rachel <laughs> and thank you all guys for listening to the show today Inspired Lives catch me every Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. And up next, we have the Daniela Wow Show. So stay listening. We're going to have two little songs now. We have Anne-Marie 2002 and Coldplay, My Universe. Thank you, guys. Talk to you next week.